Well, hi everyone. Welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. My name is Lena Abjamra, and I'm your host. It is great to have you back on another Thursday. And uh, today I'm going to continue giving you biblical truth for everyday life. Uh, the hope is to strengthen your faith in God and to give hope for the Christian in a post-Christian world. Uh, you can send me your questions at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. I try to answer questions about life, faith, culture, and everything in between. Today we're going to talk about voting. We're going to get into that in a minute. And some of the questions that are asked are tougher than others and uh, all are very commonly at the forefront of our minds. And, and, and God has given us the answer to all of the challenging questions. The question is, are we going to look for those answers in His Word? And are we going to apply those uh, principles that He's given us into our lives? And that's what we do here. I give you biblical principles for everyday life. How do we... God hasn't spoken about every single issue that... It comes to our mind, but he's given us principles and wisdom. Wisdom is applying his truth in every life situation. The entire point of post-Christian culture is that people no longer take into account what God has asked us to do. Uh, they no longer hold to the Judeo-Christian values that uh, were the foundation of our country. And so uh, we are still going to hang on to God's word and we're going to try the best as, we, as best we can to uh, follow his ways and to become more Christ-like. That's our calling and I'm here to help you do that. So I am so glad you checked in. And so a lot of people have been asking me this question and somebody actually sent me this question. Dear Lena, how do I honor the Lord with my vote? Now, that's a much better question than, Dear Lena, who should I vote for? Or, Dear Lena, who are you voting for? But the question today is, Dear Lena, how do I honor the Lord with my vote? I love the spirit of the question. And as such, I'm going to give you three points that I believe will help you. and At least I hope so. And uh, we'll go from there. And so, number one in this is this. Honoring the Lord with your vote starts by understanding what's at stake. Um uh, I remember the first time somebody told me this verse. I loved it and then, and I love it now. But there's a verse in Hosea. It's a small prophetic book in the Old Testament. And it's a great book, by the way. But there's a sentence in that book that is very, very powerful. And I think it underlies this principle. Honoring the Lord with your vote starts by understanding what's at stake. You say, how much does our understanding plays a part in the way that we behave and act? Well, God thinks it's a big deal to understand certain things about life and faith and culture and everything in between. So in Hosea chapter 4, uh, we're given in verse 6 this sentence. And this is a time of judgment for the people of Israel in the book of Hosea. And a lot of badness was happening and God was using prophets to speak truth. And so he wrote, he, the, the prophet wrote this sentence, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. Uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And I, I believe with all my heart that, um, that that's true today, that there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions, but not a lot of knowledge. And so, uh, and I think that applies to a lot of Christians who have grown up believing certain things and just haven't thought through issue after issue. And so I think, I think it's important to start by understanding what's at stake. So, so what that means is, how do you honor the Lord with your vote? Well, you get educated and know the issues that are at stake. What are the big deal issues? And so a lot of them are being discussed on social media. I mean, it's not, it doesn't take a genius to sort of, you know, sum up some of the big issues of the day. We're still talking about abortion. We're talking about um, uh, a lot of uh, issues related to the LGBTQ movement and saying, you know, the sanctity of marriage. If anything, that's already passed, but still our cultural dynamics with, um, with the constitution of family are, 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 is one of the issues, uh, you know, again, the, the abortion pro-life movement 
movement is big. And then now this year, uh, the issues of racism are huge. And, and that's, that's just, there's other issues like the fiscal issues and the financial issues that, you know, unfortunately, uh, Christians have been accused of focusing on these issues at the expense of other issues. There's educational issues, environmental issues. I mean, I, I'm not here to give you the list. I'm just here to encourage you to, if you want to honor the Lord with your vote, you've got to figure out what it's, what's at stake. So you've got to get educated. And that's not just at the, na- at the national level. We're not talking just about who to vote for for president, but many of you who have been living in this country for your whole life. I mean, I came when I was 15. I missed all of the American history you know, classes. I went straight to college and studied pre-med. So I had a lack in my education. And so uh, many of you know that much of what happens in government does not just happen at the level of the president, but the House and the Senate and then the state and local government. So there are so many things um, to, to understand and you have an edge over people like me because you've grown up here and you understand the system a little bit better. But you need to get educated and know the issues that are at stake. What are the big issues this 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 um, election season? And and not just get educated. Remember, we God says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But also get prayerful and prioritize the issues at stake. So you might have like 30 issues at stake. For some of you, maybe the global issues are very critical. What's happening in China, what's happening in Russia, what's happening in Middle East. I'm from the Middle East. Those things affect, you know, our future as Christians, what happens in Israel and and, and the Middle East where, you know, the parts of the Arab world, etc. And so you can't just get educated. You also have to get prayerful. And part of that prayer that you're asking God is to help you prioritize what are the most important issues. You know, I think one of the hot button issues for biblically, you know, sound believers is the issue of life, the sanctity of life. And so that might be the number one priority for many Christians. I'm not saying it is for you. I'm just saying you got to prayerfully seek God and see, is it more important how much you pay taxes or whether the life of the unborn is protected? You know, you're going to have to prioritize these things. And and I believe life is probably, you know, saving lives is probably of utmost priority. And I know those of you who are like, you know, might be listening and be like, well, yeah, but people who say they're pro-life, they're, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're all about, you know, being against abortion, but they're not, you know, protecting life once people are out of the womb. And, and what about the illegal immigrants? And what about the way that we're treated in the South? I get it. The point, again, is get prayerful. And by the way, I agree. Half of my work and my life is centered on helping refugees. And so I, I completely understand that there are a lot of dynamics to saying I'm pro-life. Today, I was joking around at the dinner table, a friend of uh, my nephews accidentally ran over a possum and I was upset about it. And I, they were like, okay, it happens. Like, why are you so upset? And I'm like, because I'm for life. And it was sort of like, you know, they were teasing me because they're like, you're for life. I'm like, I'm even for animal life. And I am, I'm, I'm for life. I hate it when I kill a fly in the house. I want to capture it and send it outside to freedom. And so, you know, we've got to get prayerful and prioritize the issues at stake. So get educated, but then get prayerful. How do we prioritize? We ask God. God isn't an idea. He's a person. He's a spirit, but he's someone we talk to. He has a, he has a personality. He has a character. He talks. He talks to us. He's, I think sometimes we forget that. We think God is like this ooh, feeling out there. Pray, ask him, God, what are the things that we need to pursue now? And then not just get educated and get prayerful, but get humble and listen to not just what God is saying, but what others are saying. It takes humility to listen to what others are saying. All these ideas I'm giving you now are under, how do I honor the Lord with my vote? And I do so by understanding what's at stake. How do I understand what's at stake? Well, I get educated, I get prayerful, and I get humble and listen to what others are saying. You might have not, you know, there are things that you might have prioritized six months ago that you now think, man, 
I've learned more now that I've listened to people speaking to issues. Maybe the issue of racism hasn't been at the forefront of your mind until 2020. A lot has happened in 2020. Many Christians are waking up to the reality of, of racism in the church and now saying, man, this is a leading issue in my mind. And so you're going to have to think about these things, get humble and listen. So first, understand what's at stake. That is the first way to honor the Lord with your vote. Here's a second way. Honoring the Lord with your vote is not always as clear cut as we want it to be. All right, you can breathe, you can breathe guys. That's the truth. So I know you want clear cut answers. I think about every episode that I do and and people just wanna be like, well, just tell me, what should I say? Look, it's not always that clear cut. And when it comes to voting, it's not that clear cut. I wrote down these two sentences. I think it's, it's important for me to say them clearly. Just because two Christians do not agree on who to vote for does not make one side right and the other wrong. With all due respect to pastors that I love and respect, I do not believe you can stand on one side of the, of the uh, caucus or whatever and say, well, if you're on the other side, you don't trust Jesus. That's just not true. You can vote on one side or the other and both follow the same Lord. Just because two Christians don't agree on who to vote for at any level does not make one side right and the other wrong. And our, our pride makes us feel that, that that's true. And that, again, applies to both extremes. If you're on one side and you judge the other, or you're on the other side and you judge the other, be careful. And then just because two candidates are available does not mean that these are the only two choices. I think we also forget that. And a lot of people talk about this, and this is, of course, open for discussion. And people are like, well, if you, don't, if you vote for, especially when it comes to the president of the United States, if you vote for the person, the third party, you know, then... Uh, you're really voting against the majority and on and on. I mean, there's a lot of theories about that, but I, th- I think it's important to remember that just because there are only two names uh, that stick out, you know, that are the big names in the ballot, doesn't mean they're the only two choices. And, uh, and you go, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to vote for a third party. And then, and then by my, you know, that basically means I don't vote. You know, that's kind of the, the thought on that. Well, go back to point number one, understand what's at stake get educated, know the issues, get prayerful, prioritize the issues, and get humble, listen to what others are saying. And if you've done that and you reach a conclusion, then you're not going to vote for the third party possibly. You're going to go to one side or the other, you see? And so it follows each other, but but be careful. Honoring the Lord with your vote is not always as clear-cut as we want it to be. There's a point where you have to make a judgment. And sadly, we're living in an era, and we talked about cancel culture in the first time we did the Dear Lena. Uh, you, we were living in an era where people are not very comfortable saying who they want to vote for. I, I really believe on both sides, people are not that comfortable. And, and the social media in particular pits you against each other. If you declare, and, and it, it becomes like, if you declare you're on one side, you're like a hyper liberal. And if you declare you're on the other side, you're a, you know, a, 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 a right wing conservative dog. Like it's like, there's, it's a lose, lose to declare it. And there's a time, and by the way, my um, home country, Lebanon has a lot of emotion when it comes to elections and politics, and they've spent years in civil war. And so they've learned um, by the nature of, of the politics in that country that Christians are better off not speaking out loud who they're going to vote for. They just basically vote. They do it quietly. They trust God with the outcome and they respect that people are not going to agree. Over there, they don't just have two political parties. They have a bazillion political parties and all of them are corrupt. And so they have to choose between the lesser of two evils and and they do it and they vote and they try to keep it discreet, not because they're ashamed of it, but because there's a greater uh, there's, there's, there's something greater that we, we're working for. And when we talk about understanding what's at stake, sometimes not being as vocal, that doesn't mean you don't vote, but not being as vocal might mean that the greater thing that's at stake is the cross of Jesus Christ and 
Christianity and, and showing people love by not becoming divisive. And so that has been sort of my um, approach to elections. I vote every election. I have an opinion, but I don't think that everybody needs to always hear every bit of my opinion. That doesn't mean I don't listen. I don't get educated. I don't get prayerful. I don't listen humbly and try to evaluate both sides. But when push comes to shove, I believe it will do the kingdom of God more good by refraining from talking too much about politics. Again, you don't have to agree with me, but but that's what I believe. I look at at the scriptures, and I don't see, particularly in the New Testament, the the apostles and uh, the church leaders and Christians in general. I don't see them taking political sides. I don't see that as the major narrative. There's a few verses here and there to talk about about the government, the authorities. There's certainly a lot of persecution listed, um, a lot of relationships happening on the ground between Christians and leaders in the government, but there's not. Um, a push to lead with politics. And I think this is critical. Uh, Which brings me to my third point, which I think is probably my favorite and most important. How do I honor the Lord with my vote? Here's a third big idea here. Honoring the Lord with your vote is not as life-changing as honoring him with your life. Let me say that again. So let me actually read you the three big ideas again, just because I think it's worth summarizing again in a big picture. And I'll land on the third one. How do I honor the Lord with my vote? First, I understand what's at stake. Secondly, Remember that it's not always as clear-cut as we want it to be. And thirdly, honoring the Lord with your vote is not as life-changing as honoring him with your life. I think this is important to bring back to the forefront of you. I'm talking to Christians in this in this series. I'm talking to Christians in this podcast. This podcast is supposed to reignite hope for the Christian in a post-Christian world. And so for you Christians, whether you are on the left or on the right, listen to me. Honoring the Lord with your vote is not near as important and life-changing as honoring him with your life. So a life that honors the Lord knows when to speak up and when to stay silent. A life that honors the Lord understands that our kingdom is not of this world and that no matter who gets elected, a life that honors the Lord believes with everything in us that God is sovereign over everything. That does not mean we're fatalistic. That does not mean we leave things to chance. And by the way, that doesn't mean we never talk about the issues, but we do it in love and we do it prayerfully and we do it after having listened well and we remember that more important than honoring him with our vote is honoring him with our life. So you want to honor the Lord with your vote? Let me ask you a question. How are you living? And how would people say that you're living your Christian life? Do they see the model of Christ in you? Do they see you gentle, kind, wise, patient, accepting, not of sinful behavior, but of people, of, of having a bridge? We talked in the past. We don't want to blend in like butter, but we don't want to you know, isolate like hermits. Our goal is to build bridges. Are we building bridges in our conversations about politics and elections? So as we approach this election season, that is my prayer for us, that we would understand what's at stake, that we would remember that things are not as clear-cut as we want them to be. You don't have to agree with everybody always. And thirdly, more important than your uh, vote um, is your walk with the Lord. Are you honoring God, not just with your vote, but with your life? If you're doing those things, I think... um, I think you're in a good place. So uh, if you like this episode, share it with your friends, leave a comment, email me. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer, I'm at dearlina at livingwithpower.org. As long as your question is about life, faith, culture, and everything in between, I'll try to answer it. And I hope that you're finding biblical truth for everyday life. Hey, uh, have a great day. If you uh, want to meet in person, at least virtual person, come on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to my Facebook community group where I teach the Bible weekly. 
Uh, you can find us by going to livingwithpower.org and click on the Join Our Community box at the top of the page. You will find a ton of awesome material for you at uh, our website. Uh, we've got old Bible studies. We've got books you can find out about. Um, and at the end of the day, we're here to serve you. So if you have prayer requests or if you just like to connect with me in any way, please email me at dearlina at livingwithpower.org. Hey, have an awesome day. And whatever you do, just remember that uh, Jesus Christ is alive in you and you are represent, representing him to the world today. Have an awesome time, whatever it is you're doing today, and I'll catch you again next time.